Welcome into another episode of Raise the Stakes. I'm your host, at Matt, a.k.a. Matt Raftery, here with my co-host, Joey Gallegos. And week one of the NFL is here. We have a ton of games we want to get to in both college football and the NFL. So without further ado, let's get right into it. And just a quick reminder, you can follow Joey on Twitter and Instagram at JoeyGallegos13. You can follow myself at MattRaftery925. You can also follow the show on Twitter at RaiseStakes. And for those that may be keeping track, I know we are, you know, not counting or anything. <laughs> Uh, I am currently 11 and two over the past two weekends Boo. in college football. Cheats. Matt changes his picks to, last second to give you an up. Uh, no, actually, I counted the the uh, Wisconsin game as a loss for my uh-huh. picks. So, uh-huh. um, to give you an idea of just how much that would be up if you were betting 100 dollars on all my picks, please don't do that. But if you were, you would be up 879 dollars. Uh, Joey. Is nine and four also really good? Again, if you were betting a hundred dollars on Joey's picks, please don't do that. You would be up six hundred and seven dollars doing that. I think Matt, you're saying please don't do that, but we're up both. You're up eight hundred and what? Eight hundred and seventy nine dollars. Eight hundred seventy nine, and I'm up six hundred seven. Yes. I mean, you're basically saying you should do it. Responsible gambling here, folks. <laughs> if you, if let me put it this way, if that's comfortable for you. By all means, fire away. But don't come after us if you get screwed over. Let's keep it within means, guys, okay? Uh, But like we said, we got a lot to get to. Oregon versus Oregon State is the first premier game of the day. This is, I believe, at 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox. Ohio State minus 14.5 points. Over under is 63.5. Yee. Uh, This this is honestly a tough one for me. I think Ohio State wins this game. But 14 and a half might be a little too much to ask. I'm also not completely sure that Oregon can stay within 14 points of Ohio State. Fresno State just gave Oregon a run for their money. And again, Fresno State could be really good this year, but I mean, I mean, I don't know. I could see 14 and a half. If I could only pick a side in this game, 14 and a half, I'd probably take Oregon. 14, I'd probably take Ohio State. It's right there for me. Um, I don't usually play totals in college football. I don't usually like going over unders. This might be one of the few that I actually do like, though. Um, this isn't official yet. Again, if I make this official, I'll post it to our Twitter page at Ray Stakes. I would lean over 63 and a half total points combined. If we look back to last week, Ohio State versus Minnesota had 76 points scored combined, while Oregon and Fresno State had 55 points scored. I'm thinking that Oregon will be good for about 21-ish points here, maybe 24, somewhere in that ballpark. That means I need about 40-ish to 45 points out of Ohio State to get to the over. I think it could happen. I've seen this before with Ohio State in the primetime spot on Fox. It's the big They call it the big noon kickoff. In Columbus, in Ohio State, this is usually where they score a lot of points. So, again, I don't feel completely great about this. I'm going to watch this number a little bit just to see if it moves one way or the other. Uh, but currently, my lean is going to be over 63.5 points scored in this game. But, again, not official as of yet. Joey? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Ohio State here. Uh, Fresno State just played Oregon a little bit too close for my liking. And Ohio State, nothing less. That Minnesota game was on the road, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, they went on the road uh, against a Big Ten team and was able to get a two-touchdown win. Uh, I like their chances here at home against Oregon, who I'm not going to say has been underwhelming, but uh, 
I get it was the first game of the year, but when Fresno State comes into your house and gives you a scare, that's a slight cause for concern. And I feel more comfortable here with uh, the Buckeyes. And again, this is probably another game I'd honestly stay away from. Uh, but having to pick one here, I'll go with the Buckeyes. Joey rolling with the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Now to one of probably the top games of the day, Iowa taking on Iowa State in the in-state rivalry for Iowa. Iowa State minus 4.5 points here is is what they're favored by, over under 46.5. If you've listened to the show recently, you know I am very, very high on Iowa State. I even have over 9.5 wins going for the Cyclones this season. In order for them to get closer to that number, they're going to have to win this game. I would shop this number around. Try to get this down to four or lower. I think Iowa State is the better team here because it's a rivalry. But because it's a rivalry game, I could see this being closer than expected. I bet this earlier this week at Iowa State minus four. That's about the ceiling I would go on this game. I wouldn't go Iowa State minus four and a half because I could see Iowa State winning this game exactly by four. Let's get a Cyclones W here at home. Again, it's an in-state rival against Iowa, and hopefully a W by more than four points. Uh, but for me, Iowa State minus four, that's the play for me on this game. Joey? Uh, Iowa State, the Cyclones taking on the Hawkeyes. Man. Iowa, Northern Iowa gave Iowa State a run for their money last week. And again, we're only going into week one here, but um, and this game is – in Ames, or it's not in Ames, is it? Is it in? It's in Ames. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a home it, game for them. Yeah, for Iowa State. And right, the line's four, four and a half right now. But if you had to, you could buy it down to four if you had to. I'll go with the Cyclones. I think it was just a rough start for them. Um, again, they have mainly all all their starters, I believe, from last year returned, or at least most of them. Uh, but the Hawkeyes did also have a very impressive win last week against Indiana. That's the 17th ranked team in the country, and uh, they beat them down pretty bad. You know what? I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes here. Ooh, switched it up on Switching us. it up. I like, I'm like. i a little more comfortable with what I saw from the Hawkeyes uh, last week than from what I saw from the Iowa State, and I feel like Iowa State is one of these teams that they're coming into the season thinking that they've already won something when they haven't, and they're going to get they're gonna get uh, caught off guard here this week, and I think the Hawkeyes uh, – I don't know if they win the game, but they definitely can get within four and a half or they're capable of it at least. And uh, I think we're going to see an upset here, at least in terms of the spread. Very interesting indeed. That'll be my upset pick this week. My big upset pick at least. Very, very interesting indeed. That moves us to our last college game here on the slate, Washington versus Michigan. Michigan is seven-point favorites over under 48 and a half. I might be setting some money here on fire. I'm not doubting that. Yeah, but I, Michigan. I like Michigan in this game. This is a Saturday night primetime game at the big house. Oh, yeah. And this is a Washington team that just came off an embarrassing loss to Montana at last home. week. At home. Michigan also looked really good against Western Michigan. They, they took care of them very easily. And Western Michigan's not much of a slouch. I mean, they usually give Michigan a decent game. So the fact that Michigan was able to handle them fairly convincingly... I like Michigan to cover the seven-point line. This is another game. Seven, I like Michigan. Anything higher, I'd probably stay away from. I don't like seven and a half in this game. I could see Michigan playing a little bit down to Washington, and they win this game by exactly seven. So, again, the ceiling for me is about is right at seven. So if you can get Michigan at seven, maybe even a little bit lower, I like it. Seven and a half, mm, not really. 
I'm comfortable, though, taking here. Michigan's going to win and cover the seven-point line. Joey? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Michigan here. Uh, I'm not really impressed, from, especially last year we saw from Washington. You don't even put up double digits in terms of points. You lose 13-7 to at home. Uh, and you're going on a road game with one of the biggest – uh, biggest stadiums and biggest college football atmospheres in, in the country with uh, uh, the big house and taking on the Michigan Wolverines who, like Matt said, looked very impressive last week. And this is, this is a game that I would, you know, I don't know if I'd put the house on it, but I'd put, I'd put some, uh, I put some money on this game for sure. This is a game I would not stay away from. I'm gonna go with Michigan here. Seven and a half. Not a bad pick at all, and that's going to move us to the NFL slate. Finally here. we have Finally. Let's not talk about last night, though. Yeah. yeah. Push off. <laughs> Push off by Godwin, but we'll discuss that another day. Um, that's, not, that's, I guess, for a different podcast on a different day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to the first game here, though. Chargers taking on the Washington football team. Washington is a one-point favorite over under is 44-and-a-half. I really really want to take the Chargers in this game. Something I want to believe that Justin Herbert is going to get the season off to a good start, but I can't do it. I'm taking Washington minus one, winning cover. This is an improved offense for Washington, and a lot of key guys are back on defense, including Chase Young. Is this game in Maryland? It's at Washington, yeah. yeah. I could see this being low-scoring, tough, physical. I'm going to take the Washington football team here. The defense is going to prevail. They get a win at home. 10 a.m. slot here on the Pacific Coast, or on the Pacific uh, time zone, if you will, West Coast. Uh, I'm going to take Washington minus one. Again, that's basically just to win the game. And I I always just have a hard time picking West Coast teams, especially when they're going to the East Coast. It's just the time zones, it's funky. I'll take Washington. Yeah, I'm going to go with the football team here uh, as well. Uh, Justin Herbert, they could – he may have a sophomore slump this year. We don't know. But, uh, again, first game of the year, and you don't want your really first game going up against that tough defense that the uh, Washington football team has. And I think Chase Young and all those guys are going to put a lot of pressure on him. And the fact that this is only minus one for the Chargers, I believe. Minus one for the uh, football team. Oh, minus one for the football team. Well, yes. even still, it's pretty much the same thing because yeah, even if they win by one point, it's still – At least a push. Yeah, it's a push. So yeah. I'm going to go with the football team here. And uh, that I think they're – They'll be right up there with Dallas in terms of competing for the NFC East Championship. Again, I think they'll be a lot better than last year. I don't think they'll be 8-8 eight eight or 9-8. and eight. I think the football team can get to 10-7, possibly 11-6. and six. If Fitzpatrick can play, obviously, the way he did last season, which he played really good, and then Miami benched him for really no good reason because Tua had, like, a good fourth quarter. He had one good quarter. A good quarter. It's Tua time. Yeah. And then they didn't make the playoffs, so. <laughs> yes, we'll be watching that game for sure. Next game, Cardinals taking on the Titans. Titans come into this game as a three-point favorite. The over-under is 53-and-a-half. Look, this is going to be a really, really good game, one that I could see being an absolute shootout. The total is a little high for me. If I wanted to play the total, I might put, like, a six-point teaser on it and I find a different leg. There's definitely a lot of options here week one. Um, Personally, I like teasing because it it gets numbers down. Um, you can definitely get better numbers around. Obviously, you're going to be paying like minus 120 on it. Mm, it's okay, but um, it's definitely you're you're playing it for the numbers. Um, for a side though, I would take probably the Titans minus three. I like this Titans offense more than I like the Arizona offense. It's an improved offense that has Julio Jones now. Derrick Henry could really control this game, I think, with the clock and 
I think him running the ball, wearing out the Cardinal defense, I think that's the difference maker here. That's why I would take Tennessee minus three. Joey? Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans here also minus three. Um, offensively, they just have a lot of weapons. You have Derrick Henry. I mean, the Cardinals have weapons too, but you have Ryan Tannehill, I think, doesn't get a lot of, a lot of credit. Uh, Derrick Henry is probably the best running back, if or if not the best, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, and you have two great wide receivers in A.J. Brown and in Julio Jones. Uh, and defensively, Tennessee is a little bit better, I think, than uh, Arizona. Uh, but also on the Arizona side of the football, you have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And, I mean, they really don't have – their only issue is they really don't have an established running game. I mean, you have an established running game with Kyler Murray, but he can throw the ball really well too. So it's not like you need him to run the football. And I think this will be a really close and competitive football game. But ultimately, it's going to come down to a touchdown or field goal in that case – I think it's going to be Tennessee getting the game-winning field goal or touchdown. And even if it's three, you at least get a push. But I think Tennessee can get this game by a touchdown or four or five points maybe. And uh, I feel like the Titans here are just a safer bet. The Cardinals kind of fell apart towards the end of last season. At least the Titans were uh, a playoff team like they've been for the past two or three years. So uh, that's, my, that's my only concern really with Arizona. They're very similar to the Raiders last year. They seemed like they had a locked playoff spot. And uh, they kind of lost it at the end here, so I don't know how they're going to look carrying into this season. Their only may, major improvements were J.J. Watt, and we don't know how J.J. Watt's going to perform. He's getting older, and he's had his fair issues of injuries throughout his career. And then they got A.J. Green, who also was once a really great wide receiver, and it's not like he just started sucking out of nowhere. He just age is starting to catch up with him, and he's getting a little bit older, and he's probably going to be the, the third option at receiving for the Arizona Cardinals because even I think Christian Kirk will get um, – more touches than him yeah gonna have to wait and see for sure um looks like we're both in agreement on that game uh seahawks and the colts the next game seahawks come in as three point favorites the over under is 48 uh look there's still a lot of question marks here with the colts especially with how carson Wentz will look if he even plays too many questions is he gonna play he's not <sighs> questionable anymore in fantasy so I still worry how he's going to look. This is very rushed back for Carson Wentz coming off of a significant injury. Um, look, there's too many questions here that have to be answered for Indy for me to have any faith in backing them. So I'll take Seattle to win this game and cover the three-point line. I may also take over 48, but I'm not completely sure on that just yet. Um, it, it is a lean that I have, if nothing else. But um, for sure, I like the Seahawks minus three possibly going to add over 48 just because I think the Seahawks can score a lot of points here. Is this game in Seattle? It's in Indianapolis. I'm going to go with the Colts. The Colts defensively are a really good football team, and I feel like that's going to help take a lot of pressure or whatever pressure may be on Carson Wentz. You also have a good running, a good young running back in Jonathan Taylor, and this is a game that uh, Seattle is more than capable of losing or to the point where Indianapolis can cover. And I like this game at home uh, for the Colts. So this game I actually feel really confident on. I would put – I'd put money here on the Colts. I think the Colts cover this game. Which means the Seahawks will win now. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> so now you know to bet on the Seahawks. There you but, go. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I like Se- – I like – I almost said Seattle, so maybe that is a sign. But I really do like – I really do like Indianapolis here. Uh, Defensively, they're super good. And I feel like that's really going to help Carson Wentz. And I feel like Carson Wentz kind of wants to have a little bit, not as much of a revenge season, but just a prove-it season. Like, hey, I was cap- you saw what I was capable of two or three years ago. Nothing's changed. I'm still a really good quarterback. I have some solid options here in Indianapolis. And then I also have a great running back 
uh, to help take some pressure off of me. And he also didn't have that in Philadelphia. Like his best option was uh, Sanders. And, you know, Sanders isn't really the best running back out there. Jonathan Taylor showed a lot of flashes his rookie year. Now he's going to get uh, majority of the carries this year. And even Hines is a pretty good backup option. And you also have uh, – is Mac still with the team? I believe so. They have they have really great uh, a really great running game, and they also have a solid offensive line. I really like the Colts here. I think the Colts are going to be a really solid team this football season. And the fact that I don't feel like they would be making Car- knowing his history, if they didn't believe Carson Wentz could play and they didn't feel like he was healthy, I don't think the Colts are stupid enough to make him play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's ready to go. So if they feel like he wasn't ready and he may have to wait a couple more weeks then they would just bite the bullet and put out Sam Ellinger. But I feel like he's ready. I don't feel like the Colts are that stupid to where they're going to put a unhealthy quarterback who's had his fair issue of injuries or fair issues of injuries in the past and make him go out and play week one against a very, you know, hard hitting Seattle defense. Very interesting indeed. Uh, that moves us to our next game though. Browns taking on the chiefs chiefs come into this game five and a half point favorites with the over under being at 54 and a half. Another exciting game, I think, one that's going to be fun to watch, and I think this is closer than people think. I do think Kansas City wins this game, but five and a half might be a little bit steep to cover. I would maybe look at, if you're looking for a second leg to, you know, a teaser that you might want to play or something like that, or you just need that additional, you know, leg to maybe get some better odds, I would think about putting Kansas City on the on a teaser here, getting them down to plus a point and a half, basically just needing them to win the game. Um, I, any recommendations for that? I also like the Bills minus six and a half <clears throat> on a teaser, teasing them down to minus a half a point. Again, just win the game. Um, but definitely I like Kansas City better here um, just to win the game. Um, but if I wouldn't play them just on, on the money line just to win individually. You're better off either looking for maybe um, a parlay option if you're going to do the money line or uh, a teaser if you want to uh, tease them down on the spread. You're going to get better odds, and I think that's just a smarter way to go. Uh, but nonetheless, I think Kansas City wins. <sighs> maybe they cover. I don't know. Um, I can't give you an honest answer yet on the spread, and I'm not even going to touch the total. 54.5 is way too... I don't want to say it's way too high, but it, it's also in that it's kind of with the spread. Like, I don't know. I could see this going over 54 and a half, but I could also see it staying under 54 and a half at that same time. Uh, so as far as the spread and the total go as they sit, I don't know. Um, but for the spread for Kansas City, I think they win this game. So if you, you're better off probably putting them, like I said, on a six point teaser. If you need a second leg, I think this is a very, a very viable option. But uh, Joey, what do you think happens in this game? Uh, I mean, Cleveland is just, Cleveland has had a really good season last year, but when they, when they seem to play somebody who has a winning record or is an established team, they seem to struggle a little bit. And one of their main issues is that Baker Mayfield has not had a great of a relationship or connection as he should have with, um, Odell Beckham Jr. And I think that's one of the main things holding this team back. And until I can see that from them, I really can't trust this Cleveland offense to go out and compete with teams like uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, Kansas City bringing back very similar, bringing back most of their starters from last year. And I, I expect Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to get a little more touches this year. I think he's a really good running back, and they should use him a lot more in that offense. And then you already have 
Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey at uh, Patrick Mahomes' disposal. I think it will be a touchdown game. And with that being said, that obviously means Kansas City is going to cover the game in my prediction. So I'm going to go with Kansas City five and a half here. Cleveland is just, they've obviously improved a lot because they're beating teams they should beat now. But I really, I haven't seen enough from them to where they can compete with teams like Kansas City yet. And until I can see that relationship between Baker Mayfield and some of his receivers improve, I can't bet on them to win football games like this. And it's it's a lot safer here just to roll with the Chiefs, in my opinion. Couldn't agree more. Ravens and the Raiders, our final game here on the slate, Monday Night Football. Baltimore is four-point favorites here with the over-under at 51. Now, I know I've been going to favorites mostly, but not in this game. I think the Raiders have a very legitimate chance to win this football game outright. And you look at the injuries for Baltimore. Both Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters are out for this game. This helps the Raiders in a big way on both sides of the football, not having to worry about Edwards rushing over them and not having to account for Marcus Peters in the secondary. I like the Raiders to cover this plus four. And again, if you're betting an underdog, it's never a bad idea if you're betting them on the spread to put a li- at least a little bit down on them to win the game outright. It could happen, um, especially if you feel good about them like I do here with the Raiders. I feel good about them covering plus four. I'll put a little bit down here for the Raiders to win the game because I think there's a very good chance that happens. And the other play that I like in this game is over 51. I betted earlier in the week at 51.5. It is down to 51. And I just think there's a lot of points scored in this game regardless of who wins. You could be looking at like a a 35-28, 35-31 type of final score. Very high-scoring affair. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders here to cover as well. Um I think the the Ravens losing their wide not excuse me not wide receiver they don't have really great wide receivers to start anyway. Hollywood Brown, baby. Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins, who always plays a good week one, but after that, really don't expect much from him. Um, even though he's on my fantasy team, he's on the bench, so it's okay. Uh, but they've lost they've lost three of their starting running backs, and that's going to sting a little bit. And like I said earlier in the pre-recording of uh, back and forth, um, that that's going to put a lot more pressure on Lamar Jackson. Their offense is essentially going to have to run through him every single play. Like, I feel like he's going to be the the lead, uh, the leading rusher this game. And he's also going to be clear, very clearly going to be leading in passing yards. And, uh, he, I think he's just going to get really worn out by the end of the game because he just doesn't have a lot of help in terms of the running game. I think this week, and they're not going to want to put a guy who's going to be starting a running back who has never taken an NFL snap, I believe before, uh, taking majority of the carries or to put that much pressure on him week one, where he's going to get, a massive haul of touches. So I'm going to go with uh, the Raiders here. I feel like you also have the momentum of having 65,000 plus in Allegiant Stadium, your first technical real game there. Uh, they're not going to want to lose it. And they, they, they catch the Ravens here. Until the Ravens can get an established running back, whether it's going to be um, Williams or it's going to be Le'Veon Bell or Devontae Freeman, they're going to struggle, I think. And maybe Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown are a lot better this year, but based off what we've seen last year, I can't just base it off its assumption here that they're going to be better. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Raider Nation. Absolutely. Me and Matt are pretty close on picks. I think the NFL, we only had one pick we disagreed on, and in college football, we had maybe one or two. Well, so great minds are thinking alike here. If we, bo- if, if we fail this week, you know, we both fail. We both go down. That's right. We both lose you guys' money this week. So, I mean, I don't know. Come after both of us. There you go. 
Um, maybe maybe you maybe you take this game by game, and if we start go- if we start out like zero and two, zero and three, maybe yeah, you start just, betting the other side. Yeah, we're ice cold, <laughs> so stay away. Uh, but at least off to a good start here these first couple weeks. Hopefully, keeping it rolling. Again, you can follow the show on Twitter at Ray Stakes. Um, starting tomorrow, Saturday, I will be you know I'll have our picks posted there officially. You can see both Joey and I what we're doing for the college football slate. Same goes for NFL. And that will be the official source of where you can find if we have anything late that we add or anything like that. That'll all be on the Twitter page at Ray Stakes. We appreciate you guys tuning in to this episode, though. Enjoy week one of the NFL. We'll be back next week to talk to you about week two of the NFL, week three of college football. Plenty, plenty of football to go around. Until then, enjoy the games and let's make some money.